One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, friends, have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do, We still may struggle in our intimate relationships. Yoga can and does help, but at a certain point, you need more relational practices and support from trusted allies. My husband and I have a wonderful marriage, but we're not necessarily the best relationship teachers. In episode 315, I brought on the founders of the relationship school, Jason and Ellen. They live and breathe all things relational boundaries, conflict, owning your needs, attachment styles, and so much more. If you want to learn how to work through conflict better and communicate better, Jason is offering 50% off his Indestructible Partnerships course. Thousands of people have changed their relationships for the better with this course. Go to relationships school slash Laura and use the coupon code Laura to get 50% off this life changing course. Now, back to the podcast. Good movement, and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a lit yoga podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Welcome to Monday Motivation. This is accountability part two, and I have my partner with me, Mark Hyman, husband extraordinaire. <laughs> <laughs> He's laughing. Hello. Well, you're making me now. I you know, know. I know. I have to. You're blowing me up. I have to. You are extraordinary. Well, however, <laughs> um, we had talked about accountability on, the, on our last episode together, and we were really talking about accountability based on actions. Outside of ourselves, like just recognizing the state of the world, how the accountability is a big buzzword now. And we thought it would be really important and interesting, perhaps, hopefully, to talk about accountability within ourselves, how none of us are perfect. And we are only, you know, we're only showing one side of ourselves to the world, whether it's social media or outside of our house. And Only our partners and our immediate you know, family and friends might see the sides of us that、um, need to be accounted for. So, with that being said, I would like to hear from you, my humble、oh, husband. <laughs> yeah, what are some things that you think you want to take accountability for in your own personal, personal behavior, attitude? Etc. But how about this? How about we go back and forth? We'll go back and forth, but you start. Because my list would be pretty long.、Oh. I think it would take hours to go through. So, so yeah, I, th- I think this is, is sort of just taking ownership of our 
who we are and how they affect others and being, I guess, accountable for some, you know, some of the problems that might, they might cause. So based on last time, since I was calling out others for accountability, felt like it was only right to sort of take my own. So... It's almost like a confessional. Yeah. But I think but saying it out loud is a way It's part of, of the free... It's what we said last time. It's like part of the, the freeing yourself of, you know, same thing with like saying you're sorry, but like what it's, what's it for? And just getting, getting out and say, okay, I'm definitely far from perfect. And, you know, it's, t- it's tough enough to admit to yourself, certainly to have it recorded for posterity and for anyone else who, who's listening. So, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start big. I'm going to start big. Uh, I was talking to my, to my mom, uh, who's in, who's in a, uh, a memory care facility and is, uh, you know, so she's in and out as far as what she remembers, but we were talking about parenting and, you know, there's something how like she was treating, she, I guess she sort of was raising my brother and myself the same, even though we're very, very different. And it sort of, it, it, it sort of hit a nerve with me because I think as, as parents, I definitely want to take accountability for how I've been as a parent, which is the number one role that the most important thing I think that I certainly feel like my role in life is as a parent. And so it's very tough to talk about failures as a parent. And I think it's tough because like we all, we, we were raising from a point of love, right? And like we were doing what we think is best. And even Laura and I, when we, when we were at the very beginning, before we had kids, we took a course on how to be, what was it called? How to... It was a better parent course, but it was, it was really about raising your children to, ha- to maximize their emotional, physical, intellectual... Um, Intelligence, yeah, their and potential, like not, and treating them, you know, not like these little, like little, yeah, and- treating them as kind of limitless in in their abilities, instead of treating them as fragile little dolls that you kind of helicopter over. Right. Yeah. So I think so. Part of that sort of sets you up for like there's a way to do it, um, and I think I would sort of say that I want to be accountable for how, especially with our first child, how like you raise them what you think is right as a parent. And I think so much of that sometimes comes to where you're making decisions where you think is right and sometimes not taking them in and who they are as much, especially for that first child where like, okay, this is what I think is is going to you know, bring out the most in, in this person and have that person excel. And I sort of feel like it took me one child to get in where I was able to go from being able to see what I thought was the right as a parenting and more, I think the like, you know, you're taught like, oh, well, if you parent from a place of love, that's, that's it. That like you parent, parent with love and everything else will work out. And I think it's, there's more, I think there's parenting with love, but from a place of listening and seeing what that child needs and wants from you. Uh, and I think I, I was really good at the parenting from a place of love, but there were cues where I, I don't think I was so great at, at listening to what, especially our, our older child needed and wanted from me. And it took me a, a really a long time to get there, to, to go from what I thought she wanted from what she, with the cues I was getting, but really just even listening. So I guess number one, it's probably the, the biggie in my life is taking accountability for my role in any 
difficulties that that I cause as a parent for my child in not really hearing her for what she needed as much as hearing her for what I thought she needed based on my perception of what a good parent was. So boom. That's a big one. That's a big one. And I will, I do remember one conversation with Olivia in that regard and how she said, you are, you're, you're hearing me, but you're not listening. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, that's such a, uh, that's such a mature place. And I think all of us as parents are kind of learning a little bit on the fly. And, and we, we do make a lot of mistakes and we do learn from those, but I think that's a big one for yeah. you. I think that, I think, <laughs> you think that's big for Well, me? no, I think it's big of you to, to, <laughs> yeah, well, to go right there. I think we all are. Like we mess our kids up in one way or the other to some extent. And yes, if you come from a place of love, there's, there's, you know, that's obviously the most, most important element, but it's really, I think it's just critical to sort of see. And I think it's probably really common for first for the first child to sort of see, oh, this is how I picture being a good parent is. And it can be really tough to, and then you sort of see, okay, when things don't work out, like you might learn from that. And I think I've grown a lot from it, but I do want to take ownership uh, for, for that. And it's tough to see that this role that is the most important to say, you know, I, there are things I, I would probably do different if I had a, and I did have an, a second opportunity and still have that opportunity with my daughter. But yeah, so that would be, that's big. So top that, Laura. I know, seriously. <laughs> seriously, I'm struggling over here. Well, my, my accountability, I was laughing about this with Mark earlier, is that I do have a hard time um, acknowledging, you know, I think my accountability for me is this, being right. And I think a lot of people have that, but I I definitely want to take accountability for that, especially with you and our partnership. There are many times where it was way more important for me to feel like I was right in whatever we were arguing about. And it could be super simple or it could be a discussion, not necessarily an argument, but it turned into an argument because of my strong-willed, hard-headedness and inability to like what you were saying, listen well, listen and think, okay, we are two adults having different views on this, but I'm not necessarily right. And that that was that has been, and it continues to be. I'm I'm better at catching myself, but um it's it I can I can feel it in my blood. You know, I can feel that 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 real like Okay, you think you think you can do that? Well, watch out because I'm just going to double down, and I'm going to I'm going to be like this much more committed to my stance, and I can be really, really hard headed about that and not look at the bigger picture and like, hey, there could be more than one point of view, and even more so, you might not be correct, you might not be right, and I don't mean right as in right and wrong, but my opinion is the one that actually, um, you know, should be does feel right. And so I think that's a huge one for me that I have struggled with. And I think I'm better at observing myself in those moments. You know, if something comes up, I'm and I'm just like doubling down because I want to be right. I, I think I come out of it quicker. It, it's not necessarily that I don't mm-hmm. go into that lane that I'm so used to going in, but I'm I come out of it quicker now. But it's something that I know has, you know, led to, especially with you, I think with loved ones is where you really, you grow, where Mm -hmm. you really observe the behavior that isn't the best. It isn't the most successful as, as an individual, because it's not as an individual, it's, there's, you're not 
you're not successful as an individual if you always think you're you're right. right. And if you're unwilling to bend and unwilling to see that there are multiple points of view and multiple experiences that are occurring that are not just yours. So some of that I think has been from a young age of being one of three and really having to, you know, we're very independent, all three of us. I think we had to be. I often say my mom's- But your brother would want, Lawrence would want, you know, you're you're one of four. I'm one of four, of (laughs) course. I have an older brother who's two and a half years older. (laughs) Love you, Lawrence. But I'm saying, yeah, immediately having three- As a triplet. I, you know, I, I think all of us have been- not accused of, but I think that our spouses have struggled with the fact that we're very independent. And in that independence, it's great. It's a survival thing. and But it's also independent in that you're less able to mold and gel and see someone else's point of view, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that uh, that is all of us. I think, you know, getting older and being paired with a good person certainly helps all those things. But that's something I'm going to always have to be aware of. Yeah. So just a little uh, behind the scenes, Laura was definitely, we were sitting in the car coming and we talked about this accountability and I could see Laura like just pausing. She's like, man, I actually have to come up with What something. am I going to start? Like, I'm pretty perfect. I am, I am the social, <laughs> what I see in social media. So it was, and I think between us, you know, in our relationship, and this, I think it goes with what you're saying. I tend to be the one that's blamed for most everything. So I'm used to sort of seeing like my flaws more than you do yours. So I think that's, that's part of it. But to, you know, that, that just made me think of, of something also, which is I think going back to the parenting thing, and it's such so tricky because I think it's the good and bad with how you were raised and having such, you had such an awesome father, but he also, in seeing that you could do no wrong, and then you sort of project that on on me, it's like the other man in your life. And you sometimes have said like, you know, about your dad and, and stuff. And I think that's like, couldn't because your dad's, and he did, he, you could do no wrong in your eye, in his eyes, but that would be really a bad relationship if you could do no wrong in your husband's eyes. But because of that dynamic, which is awesome, I think parents need to be there for their especially fathers for their daughters. And that's great. But I think it also made this dynamic with us where sometimes, yeah, you, you, in your, in your head, you have that voice of, well, I could do no wrong. Larry says I'm perfect. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I joke about my dad, um, loved me so much and so fully, which is the best gift ever. Yeah. That even like when he would come up and visit and Mark is incredibly talented and, in so many ways, but one of them being is that he can fix, build, or make anything. And he would do, he would, and I was like, oh, Mark, you know, did this and look what he did. And my dad loved Mark, but he'd be like, you have trained him so well. <laughs> so even he would make something where I'm giving Mark a compliment, he'd somehow bring it back to me that I, I obviously had yeah. really uh, trained him well to be such a good husband. Yeah. Which is true, you have, but yeah. it is. I think that there's, there is that yeah. dichotomy, and I don't think there's a, a right answer to that. But that goes back to the parenting. It's such a conundrum, and you know we're all going to mess up our kids in some way or another in parts. And you know, there's no way in a whole lifetime that you don't do things that. But uh, yeah, it's like you do want to love them unconditionally and love them fully and love everything. But it can. <laughs> I think that's one of the the. Uh, I think my impacts. dad is such a good model of just not just parenting, but of of being a human 
because he's one of the few people I know who truly responded in almost every situation free of ego, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, this is the work of yoga is like trying to have more and more moments strung together where you are free of ego, free of outcome. And he was a human who did that with, I mean, in almost every situation. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, that's something I also really not only admire, but I try, try to do is like in my, in the situations, whether it's work and, and I, I'm much less successful at it in my close relationships, like with you and in family, because, you know, there's that kind of like, this person's here for me, no matter what, you know, there's just, and so that's when I think some of the good intentions can be, you know, put aside. Yeah. So I, but he also, I, he couldn't be that way without your mom being how she was, which is in some respects a much harder role oh, that as a she parent, had to sure. deal with all the crap that the day-to-day stuff that allowed him to be able to come in and just be that way. And if they both were that way, it would have just been, ma'am, you needed right. some, you needed no. that order. And so she get, you know, in some respects gets the short end of the stick, but she allowed him. And that's in, in that partnership. She was allowing him to be able to be that. Yeah, much more fiery like my mom. I mean, but like a, a, a really great example of my dad is that my one of my brothers was being kind of bullied and it was by a neighborhood guy who was known as being a, like really, really such a bully. And he was, my brother was crying about it one day and my dad actually went down to the neighbor's house and, you know, knocked on the door and said, may I speak to this this guy who happened to be the youngest of several sons? And the guy came to the door and he's, and my dad, now I would never have done this, honestly, that that's where I can say I'm very different. I would have been like, I'm going to kill this kid. You're messing with my kid. That's where I, I, like, I've almost lost it in the Mm -hmm. playground when a kid was, when I knew a kid was not nice to my daughter. That's where I, I'm, I'm not great because I just, yeah. yeah. But he, you know, he took this guy aside and said, Hey, you know, you're better than this. This is a time in your life where you don't realize it, but you're forming um, a sense of yourself, but also what the world sees you as, you know, you, and you have a chance to do better. And I know you're better than that. And this guy just like years later told me this story and how like that was so impactful. That's something like, I just so admire in my dad. I, I don't, I don't think I've, I don't, I would not have responded that way. I'm much more like, I'm going to take you down right. <laughs> if you hurt my kid. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So I think maybe like, why don't we do one more? Because I, really yeah. I really want to hear your I know. That you I got to search another. deep, people. Okay. <laughs> I've got a whole string of them but yeah. for me. But okay, so my second for accountability, and it definitely has, has uh, caused problems with relationships is lack of patience. And I think that comes from, and it's speaking to my, my therapist, uh, it, it tells me that it's, you know, it's, I'm right a lot and I'm pretty perceptive in a lot of things. So I don't really have patience when people are not and people are. You also are very, you do things really well and right. it comes to you pretty quickly. Right. So you're, that's, you, that's your exactly. gift. So yeah. I can do that. So I don't have patience for maybe a little ineptitude or people taking longer or or I just, and some of that is just in my, it, it's it sort of made me stick my foot in my mouth. I sometimes have been, have lacked tact in some relationships and the ones that are deep and loving, I've been able to heal those and the ones that aren't, you know, maybe that's a good way to sort of, to filter out the ones that are are not meant to be, because I definitely have stuck my foot in my mouth a number of times in friendships and relationships. And I, I do 
I will eventually come in and take accountability for it. But, you know, I, I have caused hurt and pain from that. And again, I, this, I think, goes even with that somewhat to that first one with uh, Olivia and parenting, lacking of patience and just really hearing. In some respects, I can be really open and, and hear and listen. But if especially the, the, the higher the stakes, the closer the person is to me, the more I could see where a road is going to lead astray, the less patient, the more I sort of want to sort of step in and, and help uh, and yeah, so definitely I and I am getting better at that. And some of it, I don't know that I'm becoming more patient as much as uh, holding my tongue mm-hmm. <laughs> more, a little bit better. I still need to work on the actual patients. I definitely am doing a better job of knowing when to keep my mouth shut as much as I possibly can. And uh, that's still very difficult for me. Yeah. And I think a lot of people would be surprised to even hear that you would be tactless at time because you are. On the flip side, incredibly kind and incredibly compassionate. And I think it's just when when things need to be done or they, you know, you're just kind of, you want, you have a high standard right. and you're- And I like efficiency. You're a beautiful New York Jew who's like moving at a right. pace that a lot of people aren't. And I'm German, including, so I like everything. Oh, yes, including everything myself. Everything yes. <laughs> scheduled, Timing, organized, yeah, right. and being efficient. So yeah, so it is a work in progress. It is. I think we've softened each other in both those ways because I'm more relaxed in some ways where I that relaxation can be- you know, just not sensitive to other people time-wise and all that. So you've helped me with that. Let's hear it, baby. Uh, Let's hear it. (laughs) I would say something I'll take accountability for is kind of going back to that independence is sometimes I can be very self-involved. And in that self-involvement, whatever I want to be doing or think I should be doing, it's really like, that's what I see in front of me. And of course that has led to success and, and, you know, hard work and all that. But there, you know, there always has, and at the heart of it, of course, my, my family is first, but I, my actions with family, with friends, you know, again, haven't always been, that hasn't been in the forefront of my mind because my, again, my, my own self involvement, I get kind of lost in what I need to be doing or what I think I should be doing. And I get really, really on a path that I, you know, everything else kind of can fall aside. And so fortunately, I have a tactless husband who who keeps me in line. (laughs) I mean, I do think like I've, we were talking about this the other day on on our hike is like, we have really, like if we had been with different people, like where would we be now? And how would we be as individuals? And we both agreed that we have made each other better people. Like there's just no doubt. I'm a way better person because of you, because you have held me accountable. You have, like, you will, you won't just, where I think other people might just sit by and be like, okay, she's, you know, she's really successful and she's got her mind on this. And so, okay, it's all right if this isn't, she's not paying attention to this or that. And you have not been that way. You know, you've um, challenged me, sometimes irritated me, <laughs> um, reminded me that you know, it's not just me in this world and that I have to, you know, really pay attention to our relationship, our friends, our family and and the needs um, outside of myself. Yeah. Uh, but I, and, and there's uh, all of these is interesting because there is, there's two sides to it because there is a great part about that, that you do 
you do take care of yourself a lot better than I do, which in, in your profession is probably really important anyway uh, to be representing that. Uh, and then it's like, the, you know, it's finding that in all of these, it just seems like it's finding that sweet spot of doing that, but not to the exclusion of other things. And I think when we go go too far in the direction of some of our strengths, they become weaknesses. Yeah. So yes, um, exactly. I mean, because I always feel like I'm just this um, woman who's at the top of the mountain going, women, take care of yourselves, put yourself first, because I have always done that. And again, I think it comes back to that early independence of being such a small, you know, a big pack of kids in such a small amount of time, plus having my dad like basically tell me I could do no wrong. The combination leads to a lot of that. uh, self-growth and, and independence was never my issue. If anything, it's like, hey, pay attention to things around you as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, with age and maturity and a nice, lovely husband who communicates that is I've definitely improved on that for sure. And you present like though you're, I think people are drawn to you because you sort of, it's a weird economy because you're very inclusive. You bring people in, but you are definitely a little bit into the the self and and what you do. You can't be in the place that you are without that. So it's just interesting how you're able to, you do find some balance. It's just when you live with you, (laughs) the balance sometimes gets a little bit out of whack, which is different from from a a different, different pieces of like, depending how close you're in a friendship. Yeah, I think it's a balance because there's so many women out there that kind of lose themselves in motherhood or Mm -hmm. in their relationship and or they're working, but it's not really satisfying. And so they just, again, that 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 sense of self and that really paying attention to self is not there. And I, that has not been my issue. So yeah, it is a balance. There's a good side of it. And yeah. then there's like, if it's too much, it's too much. And yeah, I, I think it's also some people where it becomes obvious is when people are doing that thing itself and it's purely in the physical sense and you're not that. It's mm-hmm. it's it's more just what you need internally and maybe physically, but for your well-being and your body than cosmetically. Uh, and maybe that's just because you're naturally beautiful that even without all that stuff that that you don't- Oh yeah, don't... I spend very little time getting ready. Right, it isn't which about, is part yeah. of why we work so well because with my efficiency, if you spend a lot oh of my time, gosh. it wouldn't, wouldn't quite work. But yeah, you're not so, you're not about that. And that comes through too. Uh, it's sort of a naturalness. So what do you think we, I think we need to end on a positive. Yes. Well, um, I think the positive is- Well, positive about what we should say about ourselves. And you know, like there is self-love is, is sort of important and maybe- I have a we, lot of self-love. So yeah. I would say that accountability is really about observing yourself. I think this is a lifelong journey. And with, you know, you your first and last relationship is with yourself. So observing how we've been conditioned or- habitualized behavior comes up that some of it is helpful, some of it is not. And it's really in relationships that you grow because then that is projected or mirrored mm-hmm. or it's not working. You know, you, you really see what happens. And so being able to take accountability is often, almost always in your relationships with others. So I think the, um, the message is observe. Observe, you're not going to be perfect, but that's, that's life. It's just that it doesn't ever stop either. You but know. also don't, don't, yeah, I mean, in seeing the accountability and the things that's what I was, was trying, trying to get at is that in seeing that also appreciate 
And that's what I think like for me, if I was to appreciate, because it's in having the balance and it's also the flip side of things. So for me, like I would say, I appreciate and the positive, what I I see is number one is my loyalty. Uh, And I think that comes with all of these things. Like the reason why I might be uh, lacking patience or might've not always been the best as a, a, in my parenting choices where their daughter was based on loyalty and want really wanting to do what's best and being there for the people uh, that I care and love uh, and want that the best for any, for those people. And sometimes the flip of that is like how I ended up doing things because of that, but it did, did stem. And I, so I'd say that for me, that's my self-love of the day is I do love that. And I was raised and like loyalty, uh, and honor is definitely number one for me. And loving big, you, you love really big. big. So what about you? What would be your big? For me, I think it's my passion. I think Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm very passionate. I'm passionate about, yeah, I'm passionate (laughs) about a lot of things, right? But I'm passionate about the things I love and commit Mm -hmm. myself to, um, my job, my, my family, my, the animals, my, my, my desire to really make the world a better place. So I, you know, I love that about myself. I don't, that doesn't, that doesn't weaken even in my moments where I realize like, oh, my behavior could be better. I could either pay more attention or not be so stubborn about this. Similarly, I think my intention comes from a good place, just like your intention comes from a good place. And I think that's the, that's the overriding theme too, is that it really think, go back to your intention. Mm -hmm. Like when my, sometimes in my intention to be right, it was still like from a place of goodness. And sometimes it was just a place of hardheadedness. So it's like really being able to fine tune and figure out, is this going to work? Is this working for you? That's what I always say. Is this working for you the way you're acting? And sometimes I would be like, no, it's not. Look, I'm hurting my husband. I'm not paying attention. I'm being stubborn. I'm not making any forward things. So it's like my own passion um, tends to kind of bring me back and to focus. And so I, yeah, I love That's my the passion. Flip sides of the same. I mean, both it, it are talking about is. like, it's the flip of the yin and yang, I guess the flip of sides of like what we're feeling accountable. We want to be accountable for is often also what, what our greatest strengths are. It's just uh, when they go a little bit in a astray. Yeah. So. so we'll leave you with this. Yeah. What do you think is your personal accountability um, for something, for your behavior, your actions? Um, just like we've reflected today, Think about ways that you could improve yourself by improving maybe the way you are um, responding or paying attention to those you love, those around you, your job. There's many um, areas of life we can kind of look at and fine tune our behavior so that we can be our best selves. And feel free to to be held accountable and say sorry and uh, oppressed. You don't have to wait. As in the Jewish tradition, we wait in Yom Kippur. It's like the freeing the and atonement. Uh, getting a, yeah, you atonement. Don't have to wait you don't have to wait. Every day wait can until, be an atonement. Yeah, yeah, so it's an opportunity because uh, there's probably someone who would love to hear something uh, if if you did something that, that you're account feel like accountable for. I would love to to hear. So go out and and it benefits everybody because yeah. it'll help really truly cleanse you and it. Makes, I mean, most people are pretty forgiving. So I think it's be accountable and be accountable to yourself as well. Make be sure kind that, to yourself and others. Yeah. Make sure you're taking care of you. As always, I am pulling for you. And thank you, hubby. Love you. I love you. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.